You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Welcome to MLB.com Extras. I'm Danny Wexelman with Adam McAlvey, who covers the Brewers for MLB.com. We are live in Las Vegas at the winter meetings. (laughs) Alive? We are live at the winter meetings. (laughs) Okay, good. And, uh... How's your winter meetings going, Adam? It is going very well. It's very, it is all hard work. I haven't done anything fun for three days yeah, at all. I haven't seen you. No, I've just been nose to the grindstone the whole way. <laughs> you? We're having a good time. Yeah. 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 It's actually a fun place. You know, it was here in Las Vegas in 2008. Right. And that's a very memorable one for Brewers fans because it was the year after the Brewers made the playoffs for the first time in 26 mm. years. CC Sabathia like carried that's them there. That's right. And then was a free agent. And... You were like six years old, so you don't remember this, but he pitched down the stretch a lot on three days rest, and it was like a big deal, free agent to be. He was going to, he ended up signing for the exact number, splice it in later, 100 okay. plus million, 140 million, 50, whatever. Yeah, big number, and he risked a lot by doing it. And the Brewers were, um, you know, they had not signed Ryan Braun to his big $100 million deal. They obviously had not signed Lorenzo Cain. This was just That's last right, year, $80 yeah. million. That's their biggest free agent deal. But they sort of tread in those waters a little bit with CC and his agent. Um, and it was like, I think it was the, the news broke at like 4 o'clock in the morning that he had signed with the Yankees. And what were you doing at 4 a.m.? Dead asleep. Of course. Yeah. Yes. But I think it was also like this on the last day. It was kind of at the near the end of the winter meetings. Yeah. Um, but somehow it broke like New York, you know, it was morning New York time and dead of night here. Um, but it was, uh, yeah, so it was a big winter meetings. But I like this one better. The setup here is good. Okay. You know, Mandalay Bay is nice. Yeah. So, I'm, so I'm Adam happy. is happy. Adam's happy. All That's right. the most important thing. Let's fast forward to this winter meetings. So Jimmy Nelson, Brewers, just were recording this on Wednesday, agree to a one-year deal, avoid arbitration. He's coming back from a whole year, missing an entire season yeah. from injury. So tell me a little bit about this deal. It happened before uh, they even needed to make this decision. Yeah, usually the arbitration guys um, if they're not non-tender they either sign sort of at the non-tender date because mm-hmm. it's made clear to them like here's sort of where we're willing to go right now if if you don't sign for this you might be a non-tender I don't, I don't think you can word it that way but that's sort of the take yeah so you'll see signings at that non-tender date the Brewers had a couple uh, then if they don't sign that day usually they go towards the end because everybody loves a deadline to get movement going yeah. so They'll wait till that deadline for teams and players to swap figures, which okay. again you'll have to edit in because it's not at my fingertips. I'm, I'm on fire this morning, but um, Jimmy Nelson was a different case because he missed all of last season with right. the shoulder injury. They thought there was some hope, early maybe at this time last year that he could pitch mm-hmm. at some point during 2018. Well, it was no go. Look, mother, it was and it wasn't a you know they made a big deal. It wasn't a setback. It was just it took time to recover from a major surgery. So. Sort of the the tradition with players who are in arbitration and miss a year is you 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 sort of get the same salary that you got the year before, so right. three point seven million. But yeah. the the little carrot they gave him was a fifty thousand dollar bonus for comeback player of the year. So that's nice. Look, it's, a, it's something to aim for. He is a, um, a very motivated person, a yeah. very intense rehabber. We've talked about that that's before. That's right. Yeah. Um, so it, it's a uh, you know a little little incentive that they can get in there, and he's he's. A very interesting guy. The Brewers are uh, deep in pitching numbers. Right. If they don't, you know, if not in like aces, they yeah. don't have the the super recognizable national names. 
And Jimmy Nelson is in that group as sort of a wild card because shoulder surgery is no joke, and yep. you don't know exactly what he's going to be. Right. He's really excited. He said uh, just to be a normal guy in spring training, not a rehabber. That's right. That's right. So, yeah. so just a normal guy. So, so look, he's a, a kind of the wild card as we look at their roster and what they might have next season. Okay. But so he's got his deal, so now all he has to do is go out and pitch. That's all he has to do, just go and pitch. Go pitch. Makes yeah. sound so easy. Easy. Okay, you did something um, that's very exciting at the winter meetings. You got a scoop. That's an industry word. I would say that is. I would put this in very small letters. Adam got a scoop. Yes, you got a yeah, scoop. But the, well, the, it, the Brewers had uh, what they called a very good conversation with yeah. free agent catcher Wilson Ramos. Yeah. He would obviously compliment Eric Kratz back there and kind of just bolster what's already uh, great and, and clutch for the Brewers. Well, they have Eric Kratz and Manny Pena, who's one of these ARB guys that still needs to sign. That's the tandem that carried the Brewers down right. the stretch. They have Jacob Nottingham, a prospect who's got his feet wet in the major leagues last year, but is still trying to gain a foothold. Um, Wilson Ramos is a very good offensive player. Um, he had a great year last year uh, for the Rays and Phillies mm -hmm. and would be an offensive upgrade. What the Brewers have now is a lot of defense. Um, right. Kratz and Pena are both very strong defensive players. Manny Pena has a fantastic arm, one of the best arms for a catcher, uh, at least in the National League. Yeah. And Kratz is just really all around kind of gritty, good game call. How does that work with three guys? Well, I think it would be, there would be some other move. I don't think you, you would keep You wouldn't three keep guys. all three. I, I, I doubt it. Okay. It would be something, you know, there would be an odd man Well, they just brought back Eric Kratz. Yeah, but the remember with arbitration deals, these one-year deals that players sign in arbitration, right. they're non-guaranteed. So you can go into spring training with a number of guys if you have if, if you can make a trade, you make a trade. Yeah. Or sometimes you'll see a release at the end of spring training. Okay. You only owe the guy a portion of his salary. Okay. So that's how the Brewers got Dan Jennings last year, a, a reliever who was useful for them. He got cut by the Rays late in spring training. The Rays right. paid the portion. The Brewers picked him up at a lower salary. So, okay. um, you know, it would be it, – it's 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 – they had a meeting. Had I a don't meeting. think it's we scoop. should infer that they're gonna <laughs> sign the guy. But, but but it's a sign, and David Stearns has said this that they like their roster. Yeah. They have a lot of controlled right. players. They feel like they do have some depth. Um, their hole they have a hole at second base, which we've talked about. Right. But otherwise, they don't have a lot of big holes. So he's able to look at these winter meetings, sort of big picture. Where can we improve yeah. this roster? And they can look at all kinds of different areas and catcher would be one of them. So they took okay. a meeting. And the interesting thing that I liked about it was it was a face-to-face, -face, which you yeah. don't always see. That's right. Like Manny Machado's Players here. don't come to the winter meetings. Some, you know. Very rarely. The best player at the winter meeting story was in Nashville a couple of years ago. You yeah. know Tim Dillard, the Brewers uh, I am a huge star fan pitcher. of Tim Dillard. We all are a huge fan of <laughs> yes. Tim Dillard. So in Nashville a couple of years ago, in one of those big ornate lobbies, I come through and here's Tim Dillard standing there shaking hands trying to get a job at the winter meetings and handing out business cards that say tim dillard pitcher and on the other side his cell phone number and thankfully for all of us he re-signed with the brewers again that year and and came back so it, it is but it is happy. you see guys come through you know we've heard what manny machado is around town somewhere i saw adam jones adam jones mm -hmm. i've heard um uh, well, obviously Bryce Harper is a Vegas guy, a so Vegas he's doing kid. things off uh, yeah. off campus here. <laughs> so there are uh, a, a bunch of players here, and in fact, David Stearns he wouldn't talk about Wilson Ramos. He hates like sure. many GMs talking about specific players, right. but he did say that they've had face to face meetings with more than one player here. So okay. there's players here. You just sort of gotta find them. You gotta keep your eyes open. Yeah, Head exactly. on a swivel is what happens. It, 
at the winter meetings. Okay, two guys I want to talk about. Eric Thames and Chase Anderson could be potential trade chips for this team if they decide to use them. Yeah. Who are they going to try to get in return? Well, I don't know who they would try to get in return. That's hard to know. What uh, do they need? What would they be Well, it would for? be it would be payroll relief okay. probably. And uh, David Stern said they don't. He doesn't expect that they're going to have to make a trade to shed payroll. Right. But this is one of the things we've talked about it a little bit. But it's not been, I, I think, appreciated enough that the Brewers are kind of pushing their comfort zone with the payroll. Yeah. When, when they're they're a, look a smaller team. Right. There are limitations to what they can do, and when they start to get in that like 110 area in payroll, which is where they ended last season. Yeah. It start that's sort of where the budget you, they have to start thinking about the budget. And right. their owner Mark Atanasio has spent when there are smart you know, when he can be convinced that there's a player that's worth investing in, he's invested. Yeah. So you cannot say that they have been cheap on player spending. Right. Um, but he has also said that he wants to run this as a smart business. Sure. Um, because it's in the interest of the organization to not just you know, dig into his personal piggy bank or put the franchise in a situation where they find themselves several years down the line in a bad payroll position. So they're trying to be wise about it. And with the players that they have, these arbitration guys that they still have to sign, yeah. fill out the rest of the 25-man roster, they're like at that level. Um, so this would be just strictly to get below that, that uh, so get back in the comfort zone. Say Wilson Ramos is a brewer, becomes yeah. a brewer. Or they, uh, Wade Miley is a guy that they have kept uh, in close ties with. Yeah. Tom O'Connell is a, a, a Wade Miley's agent. He's around here. Great guy. Anyway, he that's a guy that they've stayed in touch with. And if right. Wade Miley doesn't you know, see what his he's going to go out and see what his market sure. is somewhere. He's looking for like many guys coming off a good year, a multi-year deal. Um, there's an opportunity that they could circle back and sign him. So that would be a significant payroll number compared to, to what he made last year. If they get into a situation where they do need to shed some payroll, those right. are, I think, the kind of players you'd look at. Eric Thames, one year left on his deal. Mm -hmm. It's like $7 million. Yeah. Um, Left-handed left -handed hitter with a lot of pop. But Jesus Aguilar came on for the Brewers last year. It's some questions about, you know, Jesus Aguilar is going to be the guy there at first base right. um, on most days. So Eric Thames would be a left-handed platoon mate. He could play some left field. But that would be a, an area of depth where they could trade. So maybe an American League team, you could see Eric Thames looking pretty good if you can find a spot, you know, that's conducive to a left-handed yeah. hitter with power. So right. those so are, if it works well, out, it well, works that, out. That's sort of a down-the-line kind of thing. Okay. And, and David Stern said that they have – They've gotten some incoming calls where other teams sort of recognize where the Brewers are at. So they, they've taken some calls on some of their own players. Okay, next, Craig Council. Every uh, every manager has uh, holds court with um, everyone who's covering his team, and you guys had a chance to sit in with him. And he had some pretty interesting um, interesting things to say about the shift. And that's a pretty hot topic right now. Is yeah potentially banning certain shifts in the game to speed it up. Banning or limiting. You that's know, it's right. something that's un the commissioner has made clear that it's something that's under discussion. And it's one of these great baseball topics because we can all sit and debate it <laughs> until days. the cows come home. You know, when <laughs> right. there's no moves, we can sit and debate <laughs> shifts. But Craig Council was strong. A lot of managers, I mean, I think pretty universally, the managers want to have the freedom to position players right. wisely. Council was strong, though. And I think you're smart enough to know how to put his audio in the podcast. <laughs> And We're we can listen to what he says in. right here. I think it's. I think it's. Uh, it's not going to happen. 
I'll be yeah. You you can say I was wrong, but I I just can't see it happening. I'll just say it. I don't I don't I don't see the sense in banning the shift at all. I don't see how it improves the game. I, I don't see. I think it's a strategic part of the game. I mean, it's the beauty of the game is all the strategies that we can employ and players can employ. And so, um, if you know, I I do think um, we can make a concerted effort on the downtime in the game. Um, I would love for us to try to attack the dead time in games, um, but, um, but, but attacking strategies to win baseball games, man, I, I just don't see that as improving the game. All right, so we heard from Craig Council now. What were your thoughts on what he had to say? That it was pretty strong, a pretty strong take <laughs> anti-shift. It was hot. Uh, it, was, it, was it was pretty hot. Um, and the Brewers are one of the teams that use the shift a lot and benefit from it a lot. They shift more than any National League team each of the last three seasons. Okay. So they are it's a big deal. under David Stern's pro shift. Yeah. And look at Travis Shaw. Uh, he was the third, you know, he's been their third baseman. Last year they had an opportunity to look at what's available, looking for a bat. Yeah. And, and they opened up that trade market a little bit by thinking about trying Travis Shaw at second base. They got Mike Moustakis for the bat they wanted. And Travis Shaw was able to get by at second base because they were very good and aggressive yeah. with their shifts. So I, he played there basically the last two months of the season and the postseason. I can think of one game where it was like exposed a little bit that a guy was playing out of position. There was a game at Wrigley where just the, where the ball was hit, yeah. it, you know, it the, the the Cubs sort of that was it though th that that impact of the game. That was it. And and a lot of the reason that we didn't notice the difference there was that while well, he's you know good player gives sure. Travis Shaw credit athletic he's athletic and but he was put in the right position to make plays um, so if you start <laughs> messing with that and yeah. banning the shift I think it's going to impact the way I mean it really is going to have an impact on the way general managers view building their teams Absolutely. because the shift has opened up teams uh, given teams opportunity to be creative with mm -hmm. certain players short stops are maybe different than what we used to think of short stops mm -hmm. second base is an area where you can do some things um, and versatility is such a key part of the game now and building like platoon advantages at uh, you know in your lineup right and the key to doing that is having players who can play lots of positions yeah and the key one of the keys to having players that can play lots of positions is putting them in spots where they can succeed at those yeah. positions so um, yeah, Craig Council anti, I, I think pretty clearly anti-shift. <laughs> All right, Craig, thank you so much for uh, being honest with us. We like the hot takes. We like the hot takes. Yeah. All right, my friend, anything else we need to know about the Brewers? There's one day left um, as yeah. we're recording this podcast at the winter meetings. That patience is a virtue, Danny, <laughs> and I know you are a very impatient person. <laughs> I have been on the receiving end of several texts from you over the years in which you are not good at waiting for if it had to do with food there's no patience yes involved. you're yeah the blood sugar is very <laughs> needs to be monitored I'm very hangry. closely um patience is going to be a big story i think of this winter because yeah. for not only the team but for fans too right yeah for sure everyone be patient. well i think it's for fans not the team like the team is <laughs> like fine the team is good. council's got this line he always <laughs> says to us in spring training when we ask him you know first day of spring training how are you going to do this how's your rotation going to line up he's like you know the first game is like, say, this is what I think is March 28th. Yeah. It's early this year. Yeah. He says, on March 28th, I, he said this yesterday, I promise you we will have enough players to field the team. We will send a guy to each position, and we will have nine hitters in the lineup. Um, so the team is good at being patient. It's us yeah. and the fans who get impatient. Sure. And number one, 
last remember the Brewers' big moves, the, the, the story of their season last year happened January 25th That's right. when they got Kane and Yellett. Yeah. So that was late. Yeah. And this season I think it's going to be the same because um, their need, if there is one, is second base. We've talked about that. Yep. That's a super deep position. Yeah. There are tons of free agents, guys that can be maybe short-term uh, they're looking for a so guy to options. bridge the gap to these prospects they've got, yep. uh, Mauricio Dubon and Keston Hira. Um, and there's trade options right. available at that position, too. So they can wait that out and find a good deal. Fans mm -hmm. don't like to hear about good deals. They want, you know, they want the guy they want now. <laughs> but if they find a good deal, that leaves them some dollars to pick up a reliever that can help you, pick up a... A Wade Miley type guy is a non-roster invitee that maybe can pitch some good right. innings for you in the rotation. So it behooves them to be patient, <laughs> and it behooves them to not make moves just uh, for public relations just to purposes. Make moves. Yeah, for look, our purposes. But I mean, the winter meetings, you get fired up, and and there is scoops. Everyone wants a scoop. Well, and I think teams also kind of GMs get caught up yeah, in some of, of it sometimes too. A, a bit of an adrenaline rush I would think when I, you know that you made it and it's about to pop on everyone's phones. For right? sure. Plus you're trying to make your team better you know yeah. and you have opportunities everybody in one place. You know the winter it's great hearing stories from some of our more veteran colleagues about what the winter meetings used to be. Yeah, I mean, yes. Before there was texting and emails and that. <laughs> People had to go face to face. Cigars and <laughs> bourbon and makes let's make some wild deals. Yeah. Um, and the Brewers have been part of some of them. The, yeah. the, 80, the 80 winter meetings, I forget where they were. Maybe they were in Hawaii or they were somewhere out west. And, um, in you, Hawaii? I think they might have been in Hawaii that Okay. Year. Anywhere, wherever they were. Um, it's probably the best trade in Brewers history. They got, uh, from the Cardinals, they got uh, Raleigh Fingers, Ted Simmons, and Pete Vukovic in the same trade from the Cardinals and um, who were doing all kinds of moves that that winter yeah. and it was a lot of like you know yeah. get guys in a room get some cigars and, and let's wheel and deal it doesn't happen that way anymore no and i think that um you know we rarely even see them setting the stage really quick we're basically just in a giant hotel in a convention yeah. center with a lot of different cameras and lights set up and you, the only time you see a manager or a I haven't seen any GMs, but a manager at least walking through is for their press conference, and that's it. Yeah. And then they get carted away very quickly. Well, and the way, if for people who've been to Mandalay Bay, there's a huge Mandalay Bay complex, and then there's like the side hotel, the Delano. That's right. The teams are all in the Delano. The very Each fancy team has side. a suite where they get together, and yeah, yeah it's nice. It's, it's very nicer. nice over there. Yeah. yeah. Um, so if you do want to see GMs, that's the tip. You, you gotta, gotta sneak over sneak there. Sneak over to that side, and then you'll and see. And not get kicked out. I don't think you're going to I heard I heard some people were uh, being Removed? a little too dicey. Yeah, they were threatening to be like, you got to well, go. Well, you got to behave yourself. <laughs> I guess that's true. So, In yeah, Vegas. it's um, it's it's interesting how these meetings change. I think, you know, I don't know if people care about this, but. The people care. The the um, the idea, as I understand it, it, it was, you know, let's get movement. Let's get kind of grease the wheels a little Absolutely. bit. Absolutely. You get everybody in the same place. Just technology has changed yeah. it. Uh, the, the money involved has changed it. It's it's harder to just flip players. There's a little right. less emotion maybe yeah. involved. Absolutely. More data. You know what I think about is when they are texting with each other, do they use emojis? Like, do they call each other by nicknames? How are they? I just want to see a screenshot of a couple of phones <laughs> and know how they're actually saying these things. That would be a good story. Wouldn't would it be? be? A really like, good just story. a couple of screenshots or just look at someone's missed call list. Yeah, yeah. Whose calls they're ignoring. Well, since David Stern's 
won't confirm that he even met with Will, this Wilson Ramos, which we all know happened, yes. and it, it definitely did happen. I doubt he's going to hand me his phone and let me look through his text, but I will try today just you, for you. You, should, you know what? You should just be like, I don't even need, don't send me a screenshot. Just let me look. Just let me see. Just let me look through just, your phone no, a little no, bit. Just hold, you can hold your phone out. <laughs> hold your phone out and let me just see the last five people you texted or your last five calls. That's it. Wouldn't that be cool? You, it would be really cool. Just be like, it just has let me a zero percent chance. Just let of me happening. see it. Just real quick. Hold it up real quick. Five seconds. One, two, three, four, five. <laughs> Give it a try. I will ask okay. and get laughed at. All right. So next week we're gonna follow up on that. Did I? Yeah. Did you do it? And what happened? Okay. Uh, yeah. Okay. I'll tell you right now what's happening. Gr I, okay. It's not gonna happen. But okay. I'll, I'll but try. You'll I mean, ask. yeah. Okay. I'm up for being embarrassed in front of the group today. It's great. That's what winter meetings are for. I like it. All right, brewers.com if you want to read all of Adam's stuff because the brewers, you know, they're chatting. They're, they're chirping. There's things to read. Yeah, he, Stern says they like to kind of lay low, yeah. and this is a winner where they are definitely laying low. And yeah. he's always got some move that we didn't see coming. And of his sleeveys? Something like, yeah. I mean, I didn't see Kane and Yelich coming on the same day. You know, <laughs> they did the Yelich trade. We are talking about it. We, we should... Uh, future podcast idea when yeah. we get to that week let's talk about okay i'll i'll i need to ask him if i can tell the full story okay before i tell the full story okay i mean it's not is that this a scoop? It's, i'm i'm building it up to scoop? more than it is but it yeah. was it was a uh just to tell the full story of how surprised i was yeah when that happened i think going back through and and you know mark feinstein did that with the justin verlander uh last minute trade just kind of hearing all those details yeah, that, yeah i like that it's a good story idea yeah let's do it okay we got a month to pull it off okay brewers.com for all your news and notes uh twitter adam's there instagram still has baby face as you can see he's got a beard no one's gonna see it but he's got a beard <laughs> uh with adam mccalvey i'm danny wexelman thank you guys so much for tuning in Hey, Rob Bradford here. You guys know I'm always up for a good MVP story, and one of the best stories is Wasabi Technology. Wasabi is the world's hottest cloud storage company, and it's become the go-to provider for professional and collegiate sports teams, including 20 major league baseball teams like the Red Sox and NHL teams like the Bruins and Vancouver Canucks. Even the Liverpool Football Club is getting in on the Wasabi action. So why is Wasabi the MVP? Well, Wasabi was purpose-built to free businesses from skyrocketing storage costs and unpredictable transaction fees that the Amazons of the world are charging. In fact, Wasabi is up to 80% less than those hyperscalers and doesn't charge a cent for businesses to access their data. From Wasabi's AI-enabled intelligent media storage, Wasabi Air, to the industry's only cloud storage service with triple protection against cyber criminals, data deletion, and ransomware, Wasabi's taking the lead in driving innovation in data storage and helping sports teams to unleash the power of their data. Wasabi, another Boston-based championship team.